I'll do roll call. Eric is present. Liam? Present. Taylor? Present. Whoa, whoa. There's no one else here. It's so <laughs> sad. Let's start with your, your characters. Let's start with the, let's start with the town, actually. I'll tell you a tiny bit about the town. I don't want to get in too much, but the area where our story takes place uh, on the maps, it's called the Van Horn Valley. But the people who live there call it only one thing. They call it Death's Dale. Uh, it's a mysterious place. People go missing. Things go bump in the night. It's a spooky place where, where, but people are able to make a living there. Some of them make a good living. Some only manage to scrape by. The two of you find yourselves as the law in the, in the Dale. Um, so let's hear about the sheriff. What's the sheriff's name? Uh, the, uh, the sheriff's name is, uh, Hayes Alexander. He's a bit of a gruff old man. He's an old man? That's fantastic. Not old, not like old, old, but older. Like he's, he's 40s. 50s, maybe early 50s, late 40s kind of thing. He's nice. He's old. Er. Hayes Alexander? Hayes Alexander. That's such a good name, dude. Name generator. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want me to describe him at all? or like? I, yeah. yeah. Whatever okay. you want to tell us about him. Alright, so obviously, he's a man. He's got a... I looked this word up today because it was in the sheet. Avuncular face, which means I have an uncle-looking face. Uncular, <laughs> yeah. Uncular. Yeah. Uncular <laughs> is a word that could describe birds, according yeah. to the yeah. McElroy's. Oh. My, I popped it into Google. It just said uncle. I was like, hmm. Or uncle-like. I love this already. Yep. Uh, so he, he's kind of weathered-looking as well, you know? Like, he's he's been around the block. He knows a thing or two. Doesn't wear anything spiffy. He's, you know... He's a guy that if you came up to him, he's probably got a pocket with whatever you're looking for in it. So um, you understood how what the ratings pick one meant? Yes, yes, yes. I okay. understood that. Uh, uh-huh. Do you want me to go through that? No, no I don't care. Um, and in the moves, you picked two bi- two expert moves you've picked? Yes, two expert moves. Which two did you pick? I picked, I've read about that sort of thing, or about this sort of thing, and preparedness. Okay. This, I won't lie, like, I, I thought everyone's seen Supernatural, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've done my best to be Bobby. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Bobby. Uncular is, uh, Uncular is Jim Beaver. He is an uncle-faced man. So that's, that's, that's my goal with Hayes. So you took preparedness. What was the second one? I've read about this somewhere. Oh, cool. Perfect. I've read about this sort of thing. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Hit me with those again. I, I... So I've read about this sort of thing. Yeah. And preparedness. Awesome. You only get which, two as an expert. But, but. But they're great. But they're great. And I also have a haven, which is pretty fucking dope. Oh. Yeah. I come what, built in. Was Ned an expert? Yeah. No, no. He was like, they, they got something like a haven. No, he picked a haven later. He got oh, uh, okay. as a special level later. Perfect. No, I, I, I start with haven. That's fantastic. And sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are you making your sheriff's office the haven? No. Okay. Cool. No, because I, I, in my head, that's too open. Yeah. So my my personal house, which is separate from the office, it could just be the upper floor. That's up to you. Uh, you pick. It could be his house, like down the line, like it could be the house behind, like twenty feet away. Like it could be down the, the other side of the city. Whatever you want. So Tombstone is, I, I imagine, as like a medium sized town. It's not huge. Yeah. A couple hundred people. So it's gonna be wherever you want. I personally think that he'd probably be his personal house would probably be 
more on the outskirts. He might not go there often, but he knows it's... He sleeps in the office a lot. Like, yeah, he's kind of office a lot. It's like, I'm yeah. too lazy to walk that far. That's correct. But my haven is my house, and it's a, a fair, not a huge distance away from anyone, but you have to really want to go there Perfect. to go there. No, I like I like that. That's really cool. It's kind of like a almost like a back cave back yeah. in that mm-hmm. sense. Like, um, what kind of haven did you pick? Um, because I was styling off of the great and only Bobby, uh, I picked up uh, the lore library. Yeah, the mystical library, and a oublet. Oublet. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Is that reason? Oh, you get spell. three options. It's you crazy. Get three options. What's an oublet? Yeah, uh, it uh, is. It's, a, it's, you go. It's a room isolated from every kind of monster, spirit, and magic that I know about. Anything you stash oh. there can't be found, can't do any magic, and can't get out. The iron cell in the basement. Hell yeah, that's it's fantastic. like a inescapable prison, basically. That's how I've always. I, I've never looked at the definition, but that's how I've always understood it when I've read yeah. it. That's, it, that it's is only you've done warded Bobby, against yeah. things I know about, right? So, like, if I know about, if I don't know about demons, then the demon can be like, Haha, "Fuck your thing." Yeah, you can only prepare so much redundancy. Yeah. And the third option? Oh, the mystical library and lore library are separate. Oh, They're do you different. pick mystical library as well? Okay. Yeah. I have books. Cool. And like grimoires and all kinds of weird shit. So you know about all this weird shit. So you have a prison yeah. like. A panic room, or well, not sorry, panic room, something else. But you have this place that can, like, you can hide. Like that's really good. I like that yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for a sheriff to have an oblet. Like I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um. So you pick some weapons. But yes. I don't really think we need to go into those. I'd rather you just bring those up naturally. Um. Okay. All right. So Liam, introduce us to your character, your hunter. Question before that, just on the sheet. Sure. I've, I think I've done all the math, but. I just take the ratings from the pick one line and put them into the circles under the flake. As far as I know, yeah. Perfect. I just figured that was a quick reference, and so I filled it, but I did it in yeah. pen, so I was hoping I did it right. Um, yeah. Special Deputy Birch Hobbs is uh, one of the flake archetypes of Hunter. I'm going out of the flake, which is essentially the person who is like, if you picture like the in the modern sense... The guy on the street corner who's like, aliens are coming. Ah, oh, no. like, they're like, not deranged, but like, they're the guy that you go like, oh, yeah, I, I've You're sat with him. At, yeah, I've sat with him at the coffee shop and he will not shut up about the secret tunnels filled with Tibetans. And so I thought it'd be very cool in the, in the Midwest, or sorry, the Midwest, the Western sense to have him be a, a young man who in a, about a decade earlier escaped a cult. And so he's, he's, uh, he's got like this whole background where he knows all this weird stuff, but like there's no way to organically talk about it. And he's just a little twitchy because of it. But- and so for that, I ended up taking a minus and cool, um, while not really losing too much on charm to boost the weird. Um, he's not tough. He's sharp, but he is, uh, he is just a little like terse. What's your name times. again? Birch Hobbs. Birch. Yeah, do do your best to like rem- like where are you talking? Like, I'm not going to say Liam. I'm going to try my best to say Birch. Yeah, so I'm going to say I've written Hayes down as much as I can. Hayes Alexander. Um, and we want to try it. Try to just kind of like keep the momentum going while we're playing. Oh yeah, and talk like in character as much as we can. Okay, and is, just go from there. Sorry, when when we're talking about ratings, 
my cameras over here. That that's yeah. it, right? Like there's not like some other base thing I'm applying that to, right? You're you're just picking one of those lines and anytime you have to do something that's like if you pick the like if it if it says like charm plus one, anytime you roll roll that depends on charm, you get plus one of that. Okay. Okay. So like gain plus one or plus two, like gaining plus two is big. Gain yeah. plus three is like unheard of, but it's amazing if you get it. I okay. could have had technically plus three and weird with a, a move I didn't take called crazy eyes. Um, oh, wow. uh, and there's a bunch of moves that play off of this, this notion of, um, of, uh, acting all crazy. It's in bold when you act all crazy, but I, I avoided those. I was, I was tempted to take one called connect the dots, but I didn't, I, I'm, I'm not super sure I want to take it or the contrary move. And so I was going to ask before I solidified it, but connect the dots just means that like I get pluses for sharp rolls on looking for patterns and stuff like that. And so the investigative mind thing kind of comes up, but with contrary, if I do something that is against earnest and direct advice I'm given, I get experience. <laughs> so like if the sheriff goes, oh, do that, let's go around the back and I kick in the front door. I could have I get experience about giving advice. <laughs> and so I wanted to, I think because my entire career in the like in the sheriff in business is tied to Hayes, I wanted to see if it fit with him. I don't think contrary would be as cool as connect the dots. Um because I wouldn't want to be since it's just the two of us playing constantly opposing you. I appreciate it. And so I think I think I'm going to go with connect the dots, which is uh, in details at the beginning of each mystery if I look for wider patterns that current events might be a part of, I roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, hold 3. Seven to nine, hold one. Spend one hold during the mystery to ask the keeper of any of the following questions. As the person connected to current events more than they are saying, when and where will the next critical event occur? What does the monster want from this person? Is this connected to previous mysteries we have investigated? And how does it connect to the bigger picture? So it's kind of just like his like paranoid ex-cult mind going like, no, 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 I've seen this before. Oh, no, 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 no. And I get to ask Eric about it later. And then I have suspicious mind. So if someone lies to me, I know at Eric's discretion, I imagine. But it just says if someone lies to me, I know. I like that. I, I think it's more so less so like you tell me, a, you you don't tell me like, oh, they were lying about this specifically. You just say like, and when you're finished saying something, it's like, and you get the sense he was lying. And I'm like, about what? I got to ask more yeah. questions. Yeah, that's a great way. I will definitely play it that way. And a a historically renovated version of the net friends feature uh, move, sorry, where I'm just having other ex-cult contacts that, depending on the role, I either send a letter to and wait a while, or they're in town if I roll high enough. And I essentially get to, um, you know, a lot of people on the internet slash who were in a cult, um, you can contact a friendly to help you with a mystery role. I roll plus charm on a 10 plus, they're available and helpful. Uh, they can fix something, break a code, hack a horse, <laughs> I guess hack a computer doesn't really fit. And then get you special information. Seven, nine, they're prepared to help, but it's going to take some time or they need me to take part in it myself. Um, on a miss, I burn some bridges. And I thought that'd be interesting because it is, uh, it is plus charm, but I imagine it ends up leaning on cool, which I have a negative in because you might have to help them if you roll lower. And so it's like, I don't want to talk about the, the stuff I know. And it's like, you want to tell me about the stuff I know. And I can fuck it up very easily. And so that's Birch. Damn. Great. Uh, I'm excited to see more of both these guys. So, so how do you, so yes, so we have to go to the history section. So take a look at the history section here. So let's well, start with, um, Hayes again. 
So, so it says for history, you have to pick one uh, for the other hunter. So, so after hearing uh, uh, Birch's backstory, I'm going to have saved him in a tight spot, and I get to tell you what happened. So, I, I Hayes, rescued you from this cult. You were going to be the sacrifice to whatever dark, ungodly thing that they were going to summon, and I kicked in the door. Wham, blam, thank you, ma'am. Pulled your ass off the sacrificial table and got your ass out of there. Can I supplement that? Because I love it. And it's almost what I wrote for our connection before I remembered the history thing. Hmm? I just, just so you, so you'll know this, the, uh, the cult goes by the excavation. It's groups of miners who have like been deep in the earth, who have seen stuff following this European writer's writings, uh, which was, I mean, I wrote for a thing for Eric. It was like a nod to our Call of Cthulhu games. Uh, back in college, the, the guy is like insanely old and has this following of like yokels who are willing to believe crazy shit because they've seen crazy shit because crazy shit exists deep in the earth. And so like, I'm picturing that the, instead of like sacrificial table, it's like, I'm the guy, like the canary. They're about to send me into something and you're investigating something in the area and you just like bust into this mine shaft where all these cultists are. I'm sorry. What did you say the cult's name was? The excavation. Um, it was the called the the full name because I can't do anything without writing a fucking twenty paid thing. The excavation of clear gold, in reference to like the knowledge they bring this cult leader. Yeah, I'm. I'm. If we end up playing more of these, I'm um, so excited for. I'd quit Pathfinder <laughs> to play this. I, I <laughs> I've been so stoked on all the stuff we're doing in Pathfinder, and then sitting down to make this character is like, I want to be in the old west. I want it so bad. <laughs> so, like, I, I know I've probably talked to you about playing this before with that other group that I was playing with, and, like, that didn't end well. And I've been just been, like, like, the last, like, three weeks, I've just been, like, I want to play, I want to play Monster of the Week again. I want to play in this Wild West world. I just want to do it. Like, I put so much work in creating this stuff, and I've, like, I have, like, six mysteries already thought up. Um, I just, I am so happy we get to do this. Because I've just been raring to go. Because I just think Monster of the Week in the Wild West is just... Like, the two sessions I played were so much fun. And it's like, a I think good it's, game for online. Because it's all theater. Yeah. Like, the idea that I say, like, oh, I'm going to hide in that bush. And you don't have to have drawn a bush on the map. It's just like... Yeah. It's such a cool idea. But yeah, like, we're not even using Roll20 right now. And I don't plan on using Roll20. I'm going to share my screen with you guys, like, once. To show you one map. Yeah. And it's just a shitty one that I took 10 minutes to draw <laughs> on at home. Like, it's it's nothing. Uh, everything else will be hopefully theater of the mind. We'll just try to keep combat's fast paced as much as we can. Uh, try not to slow down. Try to roll where we can. So I'm just gonna warn you now. I don't really have uh, like I don't know your moves that well. I don't know my own moves that well. Yeah, I think we'll we'll take it nice and slow. <laughs> we'll um, we'll we'll have some basic allowances for sure. We'll we'll do our best. Yeah. Now, do I pick a history for Taylor? Yes. Yes. So mine, I imagine, aren't the same as yours because they seem they i don't see the one you picked for me so no they'd awesome. be different yeah so they put so much work into this game is it's fantastic it's phenomenal and it's only on its second edition like yeah. they're on they're on monster of the week revised and that's like they've done yeah. two rounds well, of I, read, play I read the first little bit and they're literally like you're this you're essentially playing like supernatural buffy or i forget the third one this is you are the thing you are yeah. it yeah. And it is pretty cool. It's it's such a fun concept. I'm torn on this because I love the idea of it being the signs all pointed to working together. 
you found them and now you work together. I love this idea that like you save me from the cult and then kind of let me get on my way. I'm in Tombstone with you. And Eric mentioned when we were talking about the world, there's a railway being built in the area. And so I keep, I go to work at the railroad road because I'm like 20 or I would have been like 15. And then over the course of a decade, you've had to drag me into the sheriff's office so often that like, because I'm rowdy and I'm weird and I'm like disgruntled with all this like trauma that you keep bringing me in for like disrupting other workers. And then just one day, like I'm looking over your shoulder, I'm like, what is that little symbol? And like, start like picking your brain about stuff. And because you're into the weird stuff and I've seen the weird stuff, you just like start letting me help. And then by age 24, special deputy Birch Hobbs is, uh, is stuck to your fucking shoe like gum. Great. <laughs> I might call you boy. Is that everything to character creation? Oh, let's uh, talk about luck for a quick second. I've heard you have, I've, I've read about it, but if you. So you're supposed to have like, seven luck for your whole life for your whole life yeah i don't know how often we're gonna get to play this this might be the only time so i'm gonna say like don't use more than two luck try not to use more than one okay yeah it shouldn't That's, come like, up two ever. is like excessive like In try, sitting, limit, yeah. like so like definitely like we're doing a hard cap at two i'm not gonna let you use three there's no way try keep it to zero or one ideally but like if you have to use it use it but no i'm not gonna be happy about it yeah, certain characters can regain luck, I remember reading. Yeah, certain ones, yeah. Now, on that, since we're going down kind of the list, harm, um, when you try to kick some ass, it's always like two you steps forward, take. one step back. You always get hurt in the process it, or take some you're, negative. Okay, if you have to use that move, but like you're not necessarily, like if you're going to shoot a guy from across the street and he's not looking at you, he's not going to get to hurt you. You're not going to roll yeah. and kick an ass. That's, that's more maybe. Either one, I might just let you shoot the guy, or two, I might make you roll under pressure, act under pressure. Ooh, yeah. Mm. But okay. like, if, if the guy doesn't ha- like doesn't, if you if the guy sees you and he has a chance to draw his gun, it's gonna kick the ass, kick some ass. He might get to shoot you back. Awesome. But okay, like, that was the thing. Keep in mind that you're not going to use kick some ass for every attack necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. If you're like close quarters knife fighting with a guy, yeah, that's gonna be the kick some ass. But like, it's like if you're if you're out in the range and you pull out your rifle and you're trying to shoot a guy, like he's running away from you. He, you're not. That's the act under pressure. Like you know what I mean? Like we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be times like, especially since we're gonna be using guns a lot more than I think other monsters we yeah would because of our setting. I think act under pressure is gonna be happening more often for gunshots. But we'll see. We'll, we'll play it by ear. Can I, yeah. can I ask a question then? Um, for, for the weapons I picked, uh, I picked cold iron sword. Would you be open to me switching that to like cold iron bullets instead? Or maybe like a, like a, because a sword doesn't, I have, I also have a knife. You can definitely go with like a saber if you like, so we're not exactly playing the United States, but it's like a stand in for the United States. So there was a big war that just happened. So you could have a saber from that war if you were served in it or you stole it from a guy. Or if you want cold iron bullets, that's really cool. And I'm down for that. You you said it's, we're playing in a Wild West-esque town, right? So I think it'd be a little weird if the sheriff is just fucking toting a big old sword. I think he's walking around with a saber because he's like, a war vet? That's okay. cool. Like, okay. 
That's I could rad. see that happening. I also think it's cooler that if you have the the cold iron, which is like effective on these supernatural beings, you have to get up in their face. Well, yeah. I'm sitting back here. I've got a hunting rifle, a holdout pistol, and weighted gloves, like knuckle gloves. So like, <laughs> I am just not coming close at all, and you have to get in there and stab it. Well, I, I, I wow, we picked opposites. I have so I picked a sword, the cold iron sword, and a magical dagger, and then a magnum. This is perfect. Because I figured, well, West, but like, okay. I, I just wanted to ask about the sword. If you want the sword, go right ahead. If you want the cold iron bullets, go ahead. Like, whatever you, I don't, that's. I respect well, your choice, Taylor, but I won't respect you if you don't take the sword. I, I mean, <laughs> I understand. I'd say it has to be a saber. It's not like you can walk around with like a. The Clayhander. <laughs> there could only be one. Yeah. It has to be like a military horse yeah. type saber, which. It's cool because you can charge down on people and just whack them. It's, you used to be able to see one above Eric's door. I don't know where it went. It's in my closet right now. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it. I just wanted to ask. I'm so cool. excited. I'm so, I, I did not expect you to have a fucking sword. <laughs> I didn't either. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh, I was like, I feel weird picking, picking like brass knuckles. I feel like that's a little too like outlandish. I'm like, sword! Yes! Wild West. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay, you guys, you ready to start then? Uh, yeah, I guess so. We're going to start with like a, a scene. You can, so you, your Hayes and Birch don't know that this is happening. Taylor and Liam know that this is happening. Anyone listen to it, listen to this in the future will know what's happening, but your characters don't know what's happening. Thurston Gunmore stares into the coals of his dying fire. He's a ranch hand for Marcus Litlow. And tonight, he drew the short straw and has to keep watch over Litlow's herd of fillies. The herd is being prepared to be driven south, out of the dale, to Mayhew for the spring fair. Thurston takes another look at his empty whiskey bottle, takes one more hopeful swig to gather every last drop, and tosses the empty bottle into the coals. He then retreats to his bedroll to get a bit of sleep before the dawn. As he nods off, a slight breeze picks up and swirls the fire back to life. The flames shoot up much higher than they should for the amount of fuel present, and suddenly a burst of hot air sweeps over Thurston. The heat from the inferno wakes him, and he scrambles backwards in fright. He hears the whining and braying of the fillies. Something is among them. Suddenly the gate to the corral bursts open and they begin to flee. Thurston vainly gives chase, and as the herd crests the nearest hill together, he can see they are being led by a large black horse. For a second, he swears that the lead horse was on fire. He rubs his bleary eyes in disbelief, and when he opens them again, the entire herd is gone. It all happened so fast, Thurston has no idea what really happened. But one thing he does know, Marcus Litlow will not be happy. Uh, so it's the next morning. Uh, I imagine Hayes has either s- slept the night in the sheriff's office or he's walking in early in the morning. So what do you, what's, how do you guys start your day? Hey, Hayes is uh, most definitely just getting up. He's, uh, you know, stretching, popping the back as, as much as he sleeps at the uh, office. F- office, yeah. Yeah, sheriff's office. Mind, sheriff's office. My mind just blanked. Uh, it doesn't mean he's got a comfortable bed. So he's he's stiff. He's work waking up. Unlocks the cell he slept in. <laughs> yeah, let, letting myself out. Uh, now he's just rooting about, thinking about making a 
cup of morning chicory. Got to have your decaf for the morning. Uh, I think if you're sleeping at the office, Birch is already at, he's sitting at your desk working on something. Boy, that's not your spot. Oh, sorry, Mr. Hayes. I thought, thought you'd be resting a bit longer. God damn it, Birch. We've known each other for 10 years now. It's not Mr. Hayes. Nine in February. <laughs> God damn it, boy. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, we're in the office is all. You see some other schmuck walking in here? I mean, I'm worried anyone could walk in at any time, so I'm just, I'm always, I'm always on, sir. You you see the dawn out there yet? Do you just see the about. dawn out there? Just, just, just about. about. All right. Now, how many of these fine folk do you think wake their poor asses up before the break of dawn? Anyone in this town? How many of these unfound folk are still up? That's a different question. <laughs> but you listen here. The only people up at this time of day are scoundrels and maybe them ranchers on the outsides. Anyone else? They still are comfortable in their beds. And I think the ranchers could do to see us speaking to each other with a bit of respect. And I think the scoundrels, uh, we need to show some sort of united front. It's like you taught me. I, I know I'm newer at this, but... <sighs> Birch, we're two people. A united front is not going to be that long. It's two of us. <laughs> you do make a good point, sir. I, uh... How about some coffee? All right. So at this point, you guys hear um, a horse like running up towards towards you, causing big ruckus. It's coming right for us. Get your sword, sir. <laughs> and you hear you hear it's like comes to a stop in front, really quickly in front of your office, and you hear uh, that someone gets off the horse, um, and someone comes barging into you to your office without knocking. They just barge right in, and it's it's Marcus Litlow. I'm gonna walk over and start making coffee. And keep my back to the two of them, but my ear. Uh, Mr. Lillo, it's mighty, mighty early for you to be up, isn't it? We'll just pause for a quick second. There. Just, oh, so Mark Lillo, he owns a large ranch. He's not the largest ranch owner, but it's a good-sized ranch. He breeds a lot of horses, does a lot of farming. It's like out in the outskirts. So, I mean, he had to get up pretty early in the morning to be here this early. Um, and so it's, and he doesn't usually come running in. And he does own all. Uh, he also owns a general store in town. So you, you've met him many times. You've run into him a bunch of times. He's probably complained about other other things, people stealing this, some of his cows or stuff. So it's kind of strange that he's coming in this early. He, he's like he's like exhausted from the ride. He's tired. He's out of breath, and he's just sheriff. You you, you need to come out to my ranch right now, Mister Litlow. I'm going to ask you just to sit down real quick. Birch is just uh, brewing us some coffee right now. You need to sit down, breathe. Breathe, Mr. Litlow. Yes. And tell me what's going on. So I made off with, with all my horses. If we can't find them, we'll be ruined. I mean, it's not, not many places they can be going, Mr. Litlow, so we'll find them. Don't worry, but for now, just sit your keister right there. Birch, is that, that, is that coffee ready? It is. And I'll put down, I'll very deftly bring over three cups of coffee. Uh, he takes a sip of it and like spits it out. It's like, oh, this is this is too hot. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> this is disgusting. It's it's just like I I can't take a blow like this. This this can ruin me, Mister Litlow. Is there not? Were there not? Uh, not a dust cloud you could follow? Surely there. Your entire stock of horses would be a, a hefty herd to be trampeding around. I've already sent a couple of my guys out to try to follow them, but I. I, I don't know. I, I you're the sheriff. You're the deputy. You're supposed to go out and help them. Like, 
Uh, right. Obviously, right. Bannis came in the middle of the night and, and took all the horses. All right. Who who did you have on watch that night? Uh, uh, Gumwar. You know, he's, he's an idiot. I shouldn't Person? have trusted him with all the horses, but he just let them all go. I don't understand. He must have been drunk. Sorry, what was the guy's name again? Thurston Grummer. Thurston? Gumore. Thurston Gumore. Thurston Gumore. Sorry. You're telling me that Thurston's stupid, but he's not that stupid. Why would he let them all out? I don't know. He's drunk. There's a couple of whiskey balls in where he was sleeping. He's definitely not doing his job, so I fired him on the spot. All right, all right. Now, now whereabouts do you think he would have gone now? I don't care. I just, all right. Maybe he walked back to town. Maybe went in the wilderness. I don't know. I don't care. He lost all my horses. I got to be ruined. All right, Mr. Livo. And if you think he had anything to do with it, we would need to ask him some questions. Uh, your your guess on where he is is as good as mine. All right, Birch. I'm sure he's, he's walking out of the back of town or he's gone somewhere else. Who knows? Birch, go saddle up the horses. Can do, sir. All right, Mr. Livo. Me and Birch here, we're going to head out to your ranch. We're going to take a look around. We're going to see if we can find uh, Mr. Gummer. And, uh, sir, you just you just take it easy in town. Maybe go check on your general store, make sure everything's fine there. And we'll be back. I'm heading back to my farm right now, Sheriff. I got I got to make sure my wife is okay. I got to see if there's any sign of my horses. I will, I'll meet you at the farm. You guys come out as fast as you can. And he turned on his heels, walked back out to his horse saddles, and... Off he got trots. I've taken the saddle off his horse and have put it on the sheriff's horse. <laughs> you said with all haste, your saddle's already warm. The sheriff has hemorrhoids. <laughs> you have to warm up saddles. <laughs> They're not cars. Now, I don't want to like stop the momentum, but that is an example of one of those things that makes this game great. Is Taylor just said to Marcus Litlow, why don't you check out your general store? Which just then implies that there is a store in town that is also owned by Marcus Litlow. He, he said he I owns one. Said that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't hear you say it. No, I said, yeah, damn it. He, he said he owns one. I, the horses, I told you to go saddle up. But that's a I'm saddling up the horses. Artistic liberty. But I assume Mr. Litlow has left? Yeah, he's, he's left now. He's done talking to you. All right. Uh, I would actually like... Oh, no. Nothing, nothing yet. Sorry. Birch, those horses ready? They are. You can see they both have their their saddles on. Um, I'm picturing that. Uh, I I picture that my horse is like a spotted Appaloosa. Yeah, just this like Dalmatian backed black front, big white spot on the forehead. I like that. Mine is just some tired old nag <laughs> who will surprise you with her oomph when the need arises. Her name is Anita Rises. It is now. <laughs> yeah, off we go. But personally, I don't feel like uh, Hayes is in any huge rush. It's obvious this has happened. I think we, not, hmm? we leave town quickly, maybe so he sees us get past him, and then we, like, slow down. <laughs> he's already, like, he's, he's going. I still he's have gone. the coffee. He's gone. So he's, 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 ahead of, he's like, you guys took some time to get your saddles. I'm sure you finished your coffee. Huh? And then he'll, I assume you just start, like, trotting out and went. You're not going to try to exhaust your horses. You don't know if you're going to be chasing later in the day. So I assume you're just going to go at like a normal... At a medium pace. I take my morning cocaine. <laughs> it's for my dental health. Okay. So we're going to jump just forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys like just round a bend, you you see a man. He's sitting on a rock. He actually has a saddle on a big rock. He's using a saddle as a seat. And he's just like whittling something. 
and Birch recognizes him as Thurston. It seemed, it seemed like you implied that you knew him. Yeah. So um, you recognize as Thurston. He's just waiting on the side of the road. And he sees you coming and he like he does like a nice little wave. I'm going to pull up and, and seeing him sitting on his saddle on a rock, I'm going to say, Litlow, take your horse in exchange for all his horses? Well, Birch, you know, I, I'm a pretty bad card player. So, you know, I lost my horse a couple of weeks ago. I remember. I'm just giving you guff. I still got my saddle at least, but I, I mean, I was hoping to save up some money working for Litlow. And you, you know, he promised me a horse at the end of the season, but so I, yep. I, I, I guess you heard. I saw I Litlow did hear. tear back. He told me you guys were coming and would want to talk to me. So I've just been waiting here for you. I got, I don't even know where I'm going to go. I need a job. I need some money. I need a horse. I don't know what to do, Birch. I'm going to take a, uh, like a doubloon. What do we have for money? <laughs> just like some. They some, use bills back then, right? Bills, yes, yeah. Uh, okay. Bills or, or gold nuggets. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to wheel around. I'm not going to get off the horse, but I'm just going to be like next to him so I can look down to talk to him. I'm going to say, listen, Thurston, I know. I know that you're not dumb enough to have done this, uh, dumb enough to lose a horse in a gamble, but not to lose a bunch of horses to something silly like this. So I'm just going to need you to tell me everything you remember from last night, and uh, then I'm going to send you into town with some money for breakfast. Throughout all this, uh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, throughout all this, Hayes is kind of taking a backseat. He's close enough to hear what's being said, but he's just listening and thinking. You know... Birch, it's, it's the damnest thing. I don't even know if you're going to believe me. Litlow didn't believe me. He fired me on the spot when I tried to tell him what happened. I mean, first thing, I'm just, I, you know, I have a couple drinks. I mean, you know, that you know, guy has a couple drinks, and it's not a big deal. You need a couple drinks to go to sleep, right? But the next thing I know, that the horses are, are through the corral. I, there's there's one big black horse leading them away. And I, oh, you're not going to believe me, Birch. Now, Thurston, you know I know... <laughs> You know, I tell some stories. I, I can I can appreciate embellishment, but I'm going to need you to just tell me how you saw it, whether you think I'm going to believe it or not. Can you roll and manipulate me? Yeah. That can is I, uh, charm. Can 2D6. I roll to eight? Just how would you how would you help? I'm using my presence as the sheriff. Like I'm I didn't come up and engage and talk simply because I would think around town I'm known as a gruff kind of tack turn person and if this guy is a known drunk and poor at cards he's probably had some mischief with the law i'm, so I'm probably gonna need you to like just throw in like a couple sentences to him at some point in this like upcoming conversation for your help out rule. okay so i will roll to manipulate him to tell him to tell me everything he knows oh hell yeah that is a 11 Okay, so you don't even need to help out with that. No, yeah. no, I don't. You could only bring it up to an unprecedented success. I'll still, I'll still look at him and be like, "Now, Thurston, how many drinks did you have?" More, Sheriff. I'll, I'll be straight with you. It's more than a few, but I wasn't that drunk. I've been, I mean, I've been drunker. Birch has seen me drunker. And just, just staring him down throughout this whole thing, just disapprovingly, just like, <sighs> "All right." I'm gonna look over my shoulder at at the sheriff and kind of give him like the the like nod like i understand what he's doing and and uh but like he sees it in my eyes that i know that he's doing this but i'm gonna like without winking just be like now no sheriff back up back up let's have him he i don't think and i know you don't think he did anything wrong we just need to know what he knows you can take the spurs off of him for for a second there sir all right birch just birch me and you've been friends for a little while now and i i just want you to know like how 
I'm not lying when I say this, but the, it seems like the, uh, this giant black horse came and round up the, the whole herd and encouraged them to, to run away with it. And I know this, this part's going to sound crazy. I think it was on fire. Can I use an expert move? Where they go? I'm going to say, while he looks that up, I'm going to, like, would this be a good time for my suspicious Seven. mind? Like, he doesn't think this is false. He doesn't think this yeah. is false. I can just see it then, in his eyes. Yeah. Like, think. And you, you've, you've talked to this guy before, you know, you've played poker with him, you know when he's bluffing. Oh yeah, he's got a shit tell. And like yeah. his, I, I'm waiting for like that nostril mm-hmm. to flare in, and it's not that doing it. It's not that doing that. Like he believes he saw a horse on fire. Huh. Never mind, that expert move doesn't do what I thought it does. Thurston, when you say on fire, do you mean that like this black stallion had copper hair, or do you mean that flames were on its, its- body? Its hair was fire, and it didn't. It didn't seem to mind. I, I don't know, Birch. How I, big was this horse? Like this. I gotta get out of the Dale. This is not the place for me. Before you do, I'm just gonna ask you. I just I got a couple more questions. And me and the sheriff, we're gonna leave you alone until we find out more. And just we're gonna ask you to stay put. Go up to uh, go up to the saloon. Get yourself a room. And I know you probably don't want to be out and about in the tent for the next couple of days. Tell him that the Birch has sent you in, and uh, and but I, right now I just need to know how big was this beast you saw? Three or four hands bigger than the the fine animal you're on. It was just massive. I, I mean, like King Arthur could have rode it into war. It, it was just the biggest horse I've ever seen. I've never heard of a, anything like it before. Well, I uh, I think one last question, and then I'll let you I'll let you get some rest, friend. Was there anything, how, how did it come to enter and how did they exit the, the, the enclosure? Was there anything wrong with the gate? Anything that might not be noticeable to us when we get there? Anything you I mean, saw they, someone else open it? I did. I, as soon as it all happened, I ran to get Mr. Litlow and tell him what happened. He met me outside already. I mean, I guess he saw, heard everything. I mean, his house isn't too, too far from the corral. He fired me on the spot. I, I grabbed my stuff and I left. I didn't really investigate further. I, no point when he's not giving me any money for it. So I've been, you know, walking ever since to get back to town. Totally fair. No point sticking around in a place I'm not wanted. I start counting out a couple of dollars so he'll be able to, like, eat. And I look over to the sheriff and I say, uh, hey, anything else? You stick to them sarsaparillas now. Sure. Sure thing, sheriff. Uh, th- I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll stay off the whiskey. I send him with enough money for a meal and I'll settle up with the, the innkeep when we get back. Just hopefully my name carries some weight. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so he, he, he thanks you. Uh, he grabs the saddle and he, he starts walking away. You notice that he's left the thing he's whittling on the rock. Um, and it's like a really crude horse. I'm going to stoop down and grab that. I won't get right. off my horse, but as soon as he's like out of eyesight, uh, or once he's not looking at me and the sheriff, I'll scoop that up and then kind of nod that I'm ready. All right. So I assume you guys continue on to the Litlow Ranch. Range. All right, let's see if I can share a screen with it. You should be able to. Oh, cool. He's streaming. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's, it's showing yeah. up for me again. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's just crude drawing. Sorry. So in the middle there, you can see there's a, a small pond with like a really small creek that runs up to it. I'm sure you guys have been mm-hmm. here like for a party or something. You know what? You probably attended his wedding because it wasn't too long ago. He recently got married um, to... 
a, a nice young lady named Alva. Alva. Yeah. So just so Alva you know, Littler. Marcus is like a middle-aged man. Alva's like in her young twenties, maybe even she might not even be twenty yet. She's really young. Uh, there's quite an age difference between. Them. So uh, there's a couple. There's the main house. There's a couple outhouses and or a little shed, a little outhouse in a large barn. On the other side of the pond uh, is a big corral where they have different sections where they can keep horses and everything like that. The whole the whole ranch is kind of in like nestled in like a valley with some like small hills all around it, some trees and stuff around. It's it's like a nice idyllic area, good for growing crops, good for growing grass for for cows and and horses. He does raise a lot of horses for resale. Cool. So uh, so you're approach um, you're approaching from the south. What do you want to do first? What I want to do is realize I should have asked what direction he saw the horses go, just to see if anyone uh, sees different. So there's three rid- like sorry four ridges you see on the map. Um, all around. So the one on the east has no trees on it. They crested over that that eastern hill and took off to okay. the east. Perfect. I think I imagine the sheriff is of a like mind. We are not going to find Litlow. We are going to the corral first. Sorry, you cut out a bit. Oh, sorry. We're we're probably like feeling the same thing of going to the scene before we talk to anybody. Just go check it out. Yes. Okay. So we will ride up to the corral now, Birch. What the hell is that man saying about a flaming horse? That tickle your brain at all? Uh, big horse. It definitely did. And, uh, I'm gonna tell you this, Sheriff, there's, um, I know when that man is lying, and he was not lying. Nah, it wasn't just some drunken hallucination? I could have smelled w- more liquor on him before. Alright. You know, he's, he's had some time to simmer down now, you don't think? Might have been well into his cups. He still seems pretty shook. He's a frightful right. one, Thurston, but he, uh... He is a liar. I won't say. I won't say he's not, but he's usually not so well, grandiose. Hell, I know that. And I mean, I, normally the people who are that creative can read, and so I think it's oh. uh, it's worth noting that I don't know where he would have heard of some sort of giant nightmare. <laughs> Sorry, some giant sort of flaming horse, flaming horse creature. All right, so let's go. How about some mosey about there? Right to the corral. So you guys come up to the corral. You start walking around the perimeter, the area where Thurston was was that eastern short wall you can see on the map mm-hmm. right, eastern side so you come around you can see that there's a like a fire pit with a couple logs and like the the, the door like a, a large door into the corral is on this side you can tell that a lot of people like this is used as like a camp often like the workers would use this to help with their lunches maybe there's usually a person here a lot of the time throughout the night in case of bandits or native attack or something right mm-hmm. so you you come upon the scene I think this is where we would do an investigative mystery role. Before we do that, I'm going to start this off with one of my moves. I'm going to begin. I'm going to do the role needed to start connecting the dots Ooh. throughout the the entirety. And so what I do is I look, I'm going to start my search for wider patterns. Um, and so I'm going to roll a sharp roll. Um, and I'll tell you the number and then tell you what that means. Oh, amazing. I got a, I technically got a 13. Ooh. Got a five, a six, and I have a plus two in sharp. Excellent. So on a ten plus, I hold three, which means that throughout this mystery, um, I can ask you three questions. And so I don't need to do that now, but I know you. We know that I have three questions pending. Exciting. That are yeah, kind of less about what we find and what about more about the implications we might not, as me and Taylor, realize. You mean haze? Yeah. Sorry, I was saying like us out of character might not know it, but like we would figure that out. So I've written on my little whiteboard, hold three on the uh, connect. No, that's perfect. All right, Birch. Birch, you take a look at this here campsite 
and then hit up over that there hill that he said that they uh, scampered over. I'm going to take a mosey around the corral, see what I can find. Okay, um, let's stick with Bergson for the meantime, then. Uh, so I rolled I rolled a, a one, a one, and my sharp is plus two. So my investigative mystery is a failure. And I imagine since the sheriff wanted to go up the hill for his investigative mystery roll. I thought you sent me to the to the corral. I sent I sent you to the fire and up the hill. Oh, okay. I was going to go around the corral. Okay, so at the fire, I was looking to see how many bottles and maybe see if there were bigger hoof prints leaving the the corral up the hill, and I fail. Well, first off, mark the experience. Yeah, right. I don't know uh, how to do this as a failure. It doesn't say anything. You just don't get to ask any questions. Looks like. Yeah. I don't think there's an actual fail for investigating this other than you don't know anything. Yeah, because there's no harm that can come to me. It just means that I don't know any of the things. I had a bunch of questions and they just go unanswered. So, so which areas was Birch investigating the answer? He's doing the fire and then he's going to go uh, chase the horses. Yeah, I was going Not up chase, the hill, but he's going to go up the hill. Okay. See, see and what so he can see. My intention was to look at the like if he was lying about how much he drank, which I know he wasn't, but I figured I'd check. And see if in the trample marks leading off, if I can notice any huge hoof marks. And so I imagine easy for a failure. You can just tell me that the hoofs from the smaller horses covered anything that they were following. And so there's no proof of anything larger. Yeah, you definitely don't find any large hoof prints. I can, I'll, I'll tell you, you do find one whiskey bottle in the fire pit. I, I mean, you're not a failure. I'll give you that. You fire it, find one. But it's not a big bottle. It's not a huge bottle. It's just like a little personal sized bottle. Just a Wednesday night Mickey. I assume you go up the hill and like you kind of just the tracks start getting wider as you go up the hill. Like that, that's not like a, con, a confined column anymore. It's kind of like a dispersal, and you just don't. You get up to the top of the hill, you like can see Hayes down at the corral poking around. Uh, and up from the hill, and you're looking out to like a large plain. You just you don't know where to even start. You just kind of yeah. like Oof. so you get an experience for being a bad looker. Uh, Hayes, what was your your role? Uh, I haven't ruled yet. Okay. I don't know. So Hayes rolled a five. He gets plus two. So that's seven. So I have a hold one. Okay. So what kind of where what area were you looking around at? Uh, I was gonna do a circle of the corral, trying to see if our uh, Thurston there was saying the horse is on fire. So I'm looking for scorch marks. I'm looking for big hoof prints. I'm looking for anything I shouldn't be. So you notice that. Um Sorry, it says I have to ask a specific question. <laughs> I was going to say. You don't just get to tell yeah. me stuff. I have to ask you a certain thing. Yeah, so which one are you asking? My, my question is going to be, now that it seems Birch and I have decided this is some sort of supernatural phenomenon, what sort of creature is it? So as oh, you're, as you're so searching, you're, like, you're checking out the, the gate. And I'm assuming like the area around the gate, and like I'm, I feel like you even probably went in and did like a perimeter on the inside. Um, so obviously there's a ton of horses, tons of tracks, but you do manage to pick up some scorched grass. The gate itself is scorched up too, like uh, it was hit by flames, but they went out quick. So it's like it's dusted with blackness, but I didn't really catch. So like just the knots showing through. Yeah. So it's like it's like. You know when when the guys are doing like the refurb of wood and they do the blowtorch over the wood and you can see yeah. the grain. It's kind of like that where it's just like it's been blasted with heat, but not for long. Quick. Like you've never really seen anything like this before because blowtorches don't really exist. So it's it's just really strange. You haven't seen anything like this before, and you are getting even with the trampling of the horses, you are finding some like little bits of like charred grass. 
especially like around the perimeters you're walking. So it's kind of like something tore in and did a circle around the whole place and pushed those horses out. Uh, so there, there is some like some sh- sign that Thurston might be telling the truth here. All right, I'm not going to nitpick because I don't know. It wasn't okay. The question was, what sort of creature is it? Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you exactly. Like, I can only tell you yeah. what the evidence shows. But the- a fire horse but, seems but, but, pretty I legit. His answer, it's a fire horse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There are there are horses here, and there's flames. Yeah. He's corroborating more than all right. Fine, answering. fine, fine. That's fine. Um, I want to play my failure as when whenever uh, whenever Hayes is done, uh, Birch is sitting on his horse at the top of that that eastern hill, and it's just kind of like staring off into the distance, like just completely spaced. All right. Birch is gonna finish his way around and look up the hill and be like, Birch. The hell you doing looking off in the sunset? Told you to get your ass up there and look for clues. Oh, uh... Get your sorry, ass down here. We're going I'm, up to the house. Plop down. Z- sorry, there's just... There was so much... So, they all went in every direction. It was, uh... You got your head in the game? It's early. That, uh, that sunset you saw me looking at, that's the sunrise, sir. We're still just waking up. I don't need your sass, boy. <laughs> Slap him upside the back Shoots of the me in the knee. Now, we're gonna make our way up to the house now. And get your head out of your eyes. Uh, so yeah, you, you approach the house. You see just towards the back of the house, there's a laundry line. And you see a young woman um, hanging some, some sheets. The front door is open to to the house. We're obviously at least semi-familiar with the household. Do we know if they have servants of any kind? No, they, they, don't, they don't have slaves. It's not a slave, slave territory. Oh my God, slaves aren't allowed. Um, okay. Slavery, I think. I mean, if we're going, if we're comparing to America, uh, slavery is done with. But they don't have any servants. Okay. They're not that well off. But they, no, they okay. do have farm hands that like do a lot of the work on the farm. But I mean, that's why she's doing her own laundry. It's it's yeah. You recognize that help deals with the hard. Work. Okay, uh, I presume there's some sort of fenced area like directly around the house to indicate like a yard, so to speak. She has a fenced off like personal garden, but there's no like. But that's it. That's it. Like, we park our horses there. Yes, there <laughs> no. there is like a, a spot for guests to like a, a rail for for guests to okay. do their horses and to do their morning right. cocaine. <laughs> Boy, we want to have a conversation about your addiction. Hmm? All right, so <laughs> I'll tie up the horses if you want to lead the way in. All right, I'll, yeah, toss my reins over just over the post to. With the expectation that uh, Birch is going to tie it up, I'll make my way over and, at a respectful distance, call out to Miss Miss Alva. Miss Alva. Oh, Sheriff! So sorry you gave me you gave me a fright. It's been a heck of a morning. I gotta tell you, how how are you, Sheriff? Oh, you know, I get my old bones out of bed, Miss Alva. So it's always a nice time to see your beautiful face. This Did early. you have a chance to get breakfast before my my husband got you out of here? Come inside. Let's let's get some bacon bacon for you. I, I got some extras from, from breakfast. Some biscuits. You want some buttermilk biscuits? Oh, Alva, you are kind. It's no no doubt. Birch, those horses tied up? I'm right behind you at this point. <laughs> Jesus. I heard, I heard biscuits, and I was like, I might as well mosey on inside. Birch, you take a walk around first, and then you can come inside for biscuits. Deputy Hobbs, you. I didn't see you behind, sir. You're just nothing but skin and bones. Come on in and get some, some biscuits and, and gravy and bacon. Come on. Come on, boys. I'd be happy to, ma'am. I'm just going to take a quick look around the homestead, see if I can investigate that can, Mr. That can wait. That can wait, Deputy Oh, Holmes. no, no. He's he's young. He's got to work off that pent-up energy he's got at seeing such a beautiful girl. Off with you, Birch. Well, don't be long there, Deputy, because the, the sheriff here might eat all eat all the way biscuits. They're the best buttermilk biscuits a, this side of the, the, the mountain. I do have a bit of a gut. 
I'm also well aware of the quality of these biscuits, and so I'm going to do a very hurried lap around the house. She ushers, she ushers the sheriff inside and sits him down at her our large kitchen table. She puts some like biscuits and some gravy and some bacon in front of you. So, sheriff, what? I'm so glad you're here to help us. Marcus has been just at his wits' end all morning. I don't really know what to tell you. I can tell you, he can be a mite angry early in the morning. Is what I what I've gathered. Yeah. Putting it lightly, yeah, yeah. But, uh, right, I see he's still out and about, is he? He's chasing his lost herd. No, he's just in the office in the front. Uh, I'm sure he did probably want to talk with you before you leave. You know, he probably hasn't heard you yet. You got some time to get a little bit of breakfast first. I know he's probably just tore you right out of bed. And- nah, that's all right. I didn't actually expect you to make a long walk about Liam if you wanted to. Or- I was going to say, if it's cool, I would like to investigate the house. I know we're not supposed to ask to like roll specific roles, but like in looking around, I'm curious to know if there's any sign of another human who's out and about in the garden, maybe in the morning, maybe someone yeah, like uh, a roll, roll investigating mystery for me. Okay. I'm going to keep the shitty roll I rolled when I started, uh, but it does, it's five plus two. So I got a seven. So I hold one. Yeah. And I guess the question is uh, in regards to like the outside of the house and the garden, uh, what is being concealed here? I guess they're like, did someone drop something that shows that maybe someone was moving through here in a hurry on their way to the stuff overnight or anything like that? Um, Just exhausting the human interfer- interference aspect. There's, I'll tell you, there's nothing like out of place that you can find at all. Like you, you search around, you get a good luck. You're pretty clear that nothing has approached the house. Definitely nothing flame related. There's no burn marks on the grass at all. But I'm sure the sheriff probably told you about. There's no signs like that whatsoever. Your the house is pretty intact. Okay, then I'll I'll be inside by the time they're sitting down, but um, quietly like sit at, at the table and not uh, not interrupt as this conversation keeps yeah. going. Yeah, she pours some coffee for you. Gets you some food as well. I'm much obliged. Yeah, like pouring that coffee there. That is just too sweet of you. <laughs> it is very kind of her, honestly. Do you have any questions for for Alva? Alva, you you hear anything this morning? <sighs> well, anything at all. I heard, I woke up from the sounds of the horses. It sounded like there's a loud, loud crash. And I sat up in bed and, uh, Thurston was at the window with his rifle. And I just, uh, Thurston? No, Thurston, sorry. Uh, Marcus. Thurston's Marcus, in your room. Marcus oh, was, oh dear. Marcus was at the window with his rifle, taking a look across, across the water there to see what was going on. He yelled something about the horses were leaving and he, he took off. Right away, he was in his nightgown originally. He took off out the door towards towards Ruckus, and that's all I can tell you. The flash woke right. me up, and all right. So your husband was with you. That's good to know. <laughs> with me every night, Birch. every night, Sheriff. <laughs> Lucky man, Birch. You got you got yourself some biscuits. I the whole like she's you guys are talking, and I am just like mouthful, shoveling it into mm-hmm. mouth. Yeah, and she like even pulls out like some more food, like for you. I think it's probably right. been a couple days since I've remembered to eat. And yeah. so, like, oh, yeah. All right, Miss Alba, you just point me towards the office. I'll, I'll go have a word with your husband. So just through the front front door there. Here's a cup of coffee. Just if you bring it into him, it's already done up for him. He, he, he could use another cup. Oh. The, the Sheriff, I'm thank you so much for, for coming. I really appreciate it. Sheriff, I'm going to stay and ask a couple more questions to, to Miss Alva here. If that's all right with you. I'll be right behind you, sir. Not long. Of course. You finish off that plate and finish what's on mine. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> Scrapes it on. Uh, Miss Elva, I gotta ask you, um, when uh, when you woke up and saw your husband with his rifle looking out, 
it was it him who woke you up or were you woken by the same sound or 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 visual phenomenon that woke him she got like a like a puzzled look on her face like she didn't really consider what woke her up what woke her up and she sits down and she's just kind of like hands her a lap well deputy i maybe i was already awake when the corral crashed no it must have been the corral that woke me up i don't i don't know just one thing to ask of you i appreciate your time and i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of your hair thank you again for the breakfast but just need you to if in the next few days if you can keep keep your your mind sharp for the fact that take note of any time you see the sun at night if you could do that for me ma'am the sun at night definitely you crack me up you just split my side totally serious face like haunted look in his eyes and just like nods and follows the sheriff uh just to pause when she said that it must have been the corral that woke her up you don't quite believe her yeah i figured okay. that was not the, that was the case but okay. i'm not pushing it no, no but you have that ability you have that that thing so like, oh yeah i have to throw that out yeah. there perfect i figured that was the case because yeah. it, it was like Hmm, what woke me up? Yeah. It's pretty traumatic when you hear that. I just want to be, because you have that ability, I'm not going to, I'm going to be very direct. Thank you. It was yeah. suspicious. And so I, that's why I don't like react to her making it a joke. I just kind of say, yeah. tell me if you see the sun in that and I okay. leave. Sheriff Hayes walks into the office and uh, Marcus is there pouring over paperwork and he looks up as, oh, it's about, that's, oh, sorry, Sheriff. <sighs> Thank you for, I'm already entering with you. Catch up very quickly. Damn, Birchie, he's supposed to sit down and chew your food. <laughs> no time By the for way, chewing, sir. Marcus, here's a coffee. Your wife gave it to me to give to you. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Sheriff. I also have the plate that the Sheriff didn't finish, and I'm going to put that in front of him. She sent this with me, too. Birch, I ate my whole plate, sir. Uh, can't, have, can't have Mr. Litlow stressing yeah. himself on an empty stomach. And an un- no, Mr. Litlow. Uh, you got anything else banging around in your head about what happened this morning? What what woke you? A up? group of men came in, stole my horses, and took off with them. I don't I don't know what else there is to talk about. Here, a group of men. I mean, I I I mean, I heard something. What else could have taken these horses? What you hear, Mister Litlow? I heard a crash. And I heard my horses running away, and it was too dark to see anything. Mister Litlow. I don't presume to know the layout of your home, but does the window in your bedroom face the corral? Yes. What did you see when you woke up? I saw my horses taken off. No, no, no. What did you see when you woke up? When your eyes opened and you were looking at the ceiling in your bedroom, laying next to your wife, what did you see when you woke up? I jumped out of bed and I looked out the window. I don't know. I don't. What are you getting at, deputy? Was there any sort of strange light? Coming in through the window, casting shadows on your ceiling. Did it seem as though sunrise had come a bit too early? What did you see when you woke up? I mean, I guess there might have been a, some sort of light outside. I didn't. I was more concerned about my horses running away than any sort of light. But was it a steady and consistent light, or almost as if someone had a, a gas lantern outside of your window? I don't. I don't it's almost as if there was a lantern out there. They, the bandits must have had lanterns. That's must be in their way. Certainly. Yeah. That must be it, sir. Sorry, Sheriff. Mm. Continue. Not all, Birch. Now, you're saying you saw some sort of light. Is it just the one? Did you see a second one somewhere? Right. I, I think it was just the one, Sheriff. That's the one. All right. Now, which which 
way was this light going? Sorry, which way? Sorry, which way was it going? Uh, they took off. Say they took off over the eastern hedge, the, the eastern ridge there, and uh, and towards the plains. I I haven't seen them since. I still got my two other ranch hands out there searching for any sort of sign or sign of them. These ranch hands, they've been with you long. Do we a, couple uh, a couple seasons. Couple yeah. seasons. You, no you you'll probably know like, you'd know them. They're decent guys. Oh yeah. Okay. These are working guys. Like they drink, get rowdy, but like they're not normal to use right. Still Archie and Jebba, right? Sorry. Sorry. Still Archibald and Jebba die. Yeah, Archie was, and Jebba. Yeah. Archibald yeah. Jebba die. The Witwit brothers. Man. I remember them. I remember them. <laughs> Why you gotta pick these weird ass names? <laughs> Wait. Sheriff, that's their that's their names. That's Archibald and Jebediah Witwicky. Witweed? Witwicky. Witwicky? I really should have gone with a higher charm because I feel like I love this aspect of just, I know everybody. Sorry, Jebediah, you say? Yeah, Archibald and Jebediah. Archie and Jeb. Or sorry, uh, Archie and Jebby. Oh, Jebediah? Witwicky. Yeah. Wit. For what I say originally? I think you said Jebediah. No, sorry. I, I mean, I Jebed. like I like Zebby too. A and Z. No, I've written down J. It's Jebediah. Okay. They're going to come back later. They're good kids, those two. Yeah, those they're good kids. I'm sure they'll uh, sure they'll find a trail we can follow with them. Wiki twins. They're mighty fine trackers. I mean, they can find deer and anything else to shoot out there and bring back for our table. I, they're some of the best ranch hands I've ever had. And if they if there's anything to find out there, they'll they'll certainly do it. But I mean, mighty. Mighty happier if you were out there helping them too. Definitely. By all means, um, I'm much obliged. I'll look and pack you up a lunch if you guys want to take off and. Don't worry, Mister Litlow. We we're getting there. We just got to make sure we're stepping out on the rat foot. I just I don't think I've been clear about how much of my money is tied up in these horses, Sheriff. No, no, don't. I owe some money to some people. I need this. I need this figured out. Now, who do you owe money to, Mister Litlow? That's uh, you know I I shouldn't even have said that. Uh, Sheriff, just please find these horses. No, no, come on now. Uh, we'll find them, but who's owing? Who do you owe your money to? It's just, just find, Sheriff, find the horses. Well, yeah, someone's trying to ruin you, sir. It has nothing to do with the money I owe. They, they, they would not. He would not steal from me. All right, then you know what? I don't know if it would have something to do with the money you owe, but if you think someone's stolen your entire holdings, do you not think maybe it's somebody else who knows you owe the money? These are things we should understand before. Again, I trust. I trust the Whitwicky brothers. Their fathers. He's a native. He he taught them really good tracking. I don't believe that we could at such a late stage join them without uh, and offer much more in, in assistance than their expert minds would be able to find. I am simply, and I'm sure the sheriff asks with this in mind as well, hoping to understand the circumstances in which someone would... Birch, spit out what the hell you trying to say. I'm getting dozy over here. <laughs> someone, if our, our, our dear Mr. Litlow here has reason to believe someone has stolen a large sum of money in the form of horses from him, and he owes money. And so if we can understand the full dynamic of that, we can understand why someone might have put him in this poor position to start with. And so... And who the hell taught you a word like dynamic? I, I read it in the books. You have a big library, sir. I sleep in your house. <laughs> who taught you to read? One of us. Good, l- good lord. <laughs> no, um, I just, I'm trying to ask him like... I know. I'm just trying to give you the... I want to know... Yeah. Success. I want to know, sir, if someone knew about your troubles and your debts, 
They could be trying to position you in such a way to potentially, we see this all the time. Someone tries to put some out of business, buy their land on, on the cheap. Who knew about your debts? Aside from yourself and, and sweet Alva. Do the, sure very do the manipulate. Manipulate. Uh, roll. Yeah. Um, and help out. I was going to say, can I help? Yeah, just you've already, my, uh... you, I feel like you've already helped with the with what you've been doing. So Seven. A two, a four, and a plus two. Uh, or sorry. Uh, I, I'm, uh, a one, a four, and a plus two. That was a shit roll, though. So I, yeah, I, I did. Uh, rolled an eight. I have a minus one to cool, but still a seven. So I grant uh, Birch a plus one. Actually, that's good. But because... I also expose myself to trouble or danger. Yeah, I only gave. Um, I only gave myself. I gave myself a plus two. My charm's only plus one, so that brings us to a seven with his plus one. Oh, perfect. <sighs> All right. I'm going to need two things from you. One, I, miss Lit, though. I need you to promise not to not to read too much into who I owe money to. Mr. Litlow and the share have been around here for God knows how long. You have my word. And the second thing is, if I tell you, you're going to head out and start looking for my horses right now, right? Right. Of this course. Mr. Litlow. I got in deep with Merle Lukowski. Um, just pause right there. Uh, Merle Lukowski is a rich gentleman from Mayhew. The, the like it's a town to the south of Tombstone. It's like a bigger town. A lot of trade and stuff goes through there. Big fair and stuff happens there. He's like, I'm trying to think of like who to compare him to. Like he's a, he's a large businessman that's kind of shady. Lichowski, sorry, sorry. Okay, Lichowski. Uh, Laskowski, L-A-S. Awesome. Sorry, what's the town's name? I I think I fucked up the name. I have Van Horn Valley and Deathsdale. You guys, you guys are in Deathsdale. Mayhew is mm-hmm. like on the like. At, like one of the entrances into the dale basically it's it has a rail railroad already so it kind of mayhew connects the dale to the rest of the country basically so a lot of trade flows down to mayhew so like this guy's like the big shark in the pond next door to you guys right and so like okay so you guys keep calling stuff tombstone you guys live in like the town you guys are in is tombstone which is like the, gotcha. the only town in death's dale in the valley, you guys. Gotcha. In the valley is a huge area with ranches and mines and different things going on throughout. Okay. Sorry. Just need to yeah, clarify. Yeah, no, no, Both referred to it, and I was like, oh, yeah. little Tombstone. Yeah, so Tombstone nice. is the town that you're the sheriff of. You're the sheriff of Tombstone in Deathsdale, in the Van, the Van Horn Valley. Horn. It's called the Van Horn Valley, really, but everyone who lives there calls it Deathsdale. All the crazy things right. that happen. And while we're in the, obviously you can answer this in question as Marcus, if you'd like, I just want to know also how many horses, sorry, how many, how many horses are missing just from Uh, what's a decent number? I think like 20 ish, 25 ish. 20 horses? Come on, up it. That's a lot of horses. No, I think like 120. No, I, like if it was cattle, I would say that it's that much, but horses, I think 100. Horses yeah. are harder to raise by a huge yeah. mark. I think even 100, like even, sorry, 25 is like, that's a lot of horses. A lot. Yeah. And just seeing the size of the, the mm-hmm. corral. Now, don't you worry, Mr. Litlow. I know everyone owes Mr. Lakowski some sort of money at some point in time. You don't do business in the valley. Without talking to him. Alright, Birch. We've obviously taken up enough of Mr. Uh, Litlow's time. We're gonna get our losies in gear and head on out. Uh, thank, thank you, Sheriff. Uh, thank you. And I presume we leave him in the office. Yeah. Yeah. And as you, as you're as walking out to your horses now? Um. Yeah. As we're leaving the office and quietly 
to my compatriot here. Birch, I want you to stay a while and maybe have another quick talk with Miss Alva. You seem to... I already... I asked her... No one... Knowing what we know now, I, I believe in your inquisitive mind. Look, there's another big word from them books. You mm. can rustle up a bit more information. I'll meet you out on the eastern hill. I will come in a few moments. I just want you to know from what I asked her when after you left, combined with what I just heard from from our uh, our Mister Litlow there, uh, she doesn't know what woke her up. And I pictured maybe the bright lights of flame might have woken her. And to hear him say that a, an unshuttered lantern cast in shadows that he could see from the hundred yards away from the, the corral that they are, I, I'm uh, again I. I know that Thurston, he's full of shit. I know that, but I think he might be telling the truth on this one, sir. Listen, I, boy, I trust your instincts now. I told you get in there and talk to Miss Alva again. I'll meet you on the eastern hill. I'll meet you on the hill, sir. Off I go. And I'm going to, he's going to untie his horse and I'm going to go in with the, uh, the like coffee mug I left with to bring it back. Okay. She's not in the kitchen. She's actually back outside doing the laundry. I'm just standing in the kitchen. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> she will return. And I'll approach her in the yard then. Um, and I'll just kind of gesture with the mug uh, as in the back a little bit. You can see the sheriff untying his horse. Uh, Miss Litlow, if I can steal you for another minute. Now, deputy, you know you can call me Alva. And you can call me Hobbs. It's fine. Okay. Okay, Hobbs. Uh, How is the coffee? I'm, Alva, I'm, I'm um, only making a coffee for a little while. I'm just... Is it too is it too strong, too weak? How how was it? It is the best kind of too strong. I assure you, this is exactly what everyone needs in the morning. And I take the last sip, like take the dregs. Deputy Hobbs, you're just I don't know how you're not married yet. You're this the nicest boy. <laughs> no time. There's no time. Um yeah, I, we were just speaking with uh, with your husband and and I don't want to seem indelicate, but there are some details I'm hoping to corroborate um as to ascertain and who might have been the culprit in this unfortunate heist that has taken Ne'er place. Ne'er-do-wells must be the culprit. Ne'er-do-wells. The Lord shall smite them from this earth. I, I assume ne'er-do-wells. I assume that they have more to worry about in the immediate from uh, from Mr. Hayes. But uh, the as to finding out who they might be, to find out where they might be, what their haunts might be, your, your husband mentioned, obviously, the... Uh, the business dealings with uh, Lukowski out in uh, out in Mayhew. I was hoping to find out if uh, is there anyone that you and your husband deal with who might be wishing you ill at this time. I mean, I don't deal with my husband's business too much. I I just look after the house. I'm I did not know that we owed money to uh, Mister uh, Laskowski. I don't even think I've heard of Mister Laskowski. Oh, I did not mean to to imply such a thing. I I. I, I do think it is a shame to waste a sharp mind like yours, not uh, not helping with the business, but there is, uh, it's not money owed, it's business dealings. Everyone works with Mr. Lukowski, even the, the sheriff's office takes, he uh, he helps us during voting season, I imagine. I, I, I'm not one to help the sheriff with that end of business, though, so I, you and I share a, a boat with no paddles in this instance, but I, the question merely was to find out if... Uh, has anyone expressed ill intent to you and your husband? To any of the farmhands? I know you got the Witwicky boys oh, right before you, and they're, they're Archie and Jebby sweet as peach. But they're, they're God's creatures, those two boys. They, they can't do anything wrong. 
but I, I don't think anyone means, I hope no one means my husband harm, but I mean, I've only been married to the man for four months now, so I, I just tend his house and hope to carry his children one day. Tend his bed. It would be a fine thing to, yeah, it would be a fine thing to see more of little yous running around, man. God willing. Yeah. Uh, God willing. An absolute Praise pleasure him. to have a world filled with more, more light. But, uh, Thank you for uh, for your time. Hopefully the day goes quickly and and easily for you. And I'm going to just leave this on the front porch, if that's okay with you. And I hold up the coffee mug. Thank you, Debbie Hobbs. And, and God bless you. Thank you for her, everything you, you're doing for us. I know with you, you protecting us, God will shine down you have, his ever love on us. Thank you. His hackles are up at every time she says it, but he tries to like, like uncomfortably smile and goes like, God, God bless you, ma'am. And just walks away. Um, and like, he like turns around and I, he, to no one just kind of like, <laughs> and puts the, uh, the coffee mug up on like the porch step and unties his horse and follows, uh, follows Sheriff Alexander and the, uh, and his fine steed Anita Rise up the Eastern Hill. Sorry, I need to write down my horse's name. <laughs> I have it written down as well. And I, at some point will name my horse. So I'm, uh, uh Birch is going to ride up the hill and, uh. And catch up with uh, with the sheriff on that eastern incline, and uh, kind of share his findings. Well, uh, Hayes, it looks like uh, Mrs. Alva was unaware of the debts. I brushed that over. Hopefully, I'm, I'm not looking to make any trouble between the two of them. But uh, she also had no earthly idea who would want to cause them trouble, which, again, I think lends some credence to what Thurston's saying. None of, none of what she said. Didn't Jimmy rustle your jimmies? Uh, that's, uh, I was surprised to find I thought her lied. Her, I was surprised to find I thought she was lying over breakfast about the, uh, the, what awoke her, but that's an honest woman. I don't, I don't have any reason to doubt her. Would I, would Hayes know about his kind of sense of people lying? We've been together, what, 10? I think that might be why you brought me on. Okay. Like, one is, like, the connecting the dots. Like, you had the, the murder board up one day, and I was like, well, obviously it was the... You thought, I don't know what you said. I picture you have the board up, and I see it from a cell one day after a drunken disorderly, and I go, like, obviously it's the it's the, the, the milkmaid. Um, <laughs> and you go, like, of course. And then the first time you bring me out, I'm just like, why are you lying to me? And you like know I play poker and stuff, and so I think you know I'm like keen on tells okay. more than anything. Uh, that's what I figured. And that's why I was kind of sending yeah. you back at her by yourself. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Like, that, was, that was really good. Okay, I was really glad to see you taking advantage of my no, mechanics was, so quickly. It was perfect. Yeah, oh, just it's awesome. Watch the, yeah. like, the way you guys are interact, and like I really like that you guys keep separating from each other. I I love it. Keep it up. Like it's it's great. This is a game that I know from from like just listening to what I've listened to. Separating the party is almost always the better yeah. option. It's so weird to think about, especially like at this nothing. stage of the mystery. And de- it depends on the mystery, really. But like what you guys are doing right now, it's not like you're going to run into some kobolds. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to run into no. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's if they yeah. do, I have a rifle. <laughs> um, so what's your plan right now? Uh, I guess right now I'll catch up with Archie. Yeah, Archie and Jebby, we're going to head east. I figure we'll keep our eyes open, because I assume I've discussed, you know, the scorch marks I saw on the grass and and on the gate and stuff. So I'm telling him to keep his eye out for that sort of thing. But also just, I don't guess, 
other human signs. Not to metagame, but what's your sharp? Mine's plus two. Okay, mine's plus two as well. Should should we, while we follow these two, keep investigating? No, we're, like we're not going to be... It's. I mean, this isn't D&D. Not a lot. We don't need to roll survival. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm just going to jump to the next scene. So okay. it's getting later Perfect. in the day. You, you finally... Uh, you actually see Archibald and Jebediah uh, coming, like riding. They're off in the distance a little bit. You can you're up on the ridge, and they're like down at the bottom of the ridge, and that seems like they have some extra horses with them. Um, it's about four horses with their two uh, that they already have. So if you ride kind of hard, you could catch up to them. I think we do that, and as we get within earshot of them, I want to yell out. I'm gonna be like Archibald Witwicky, uh, you son of a bitch. You you bury that mirror like I told you to. <laughs> he uh, he he like stands up in his saddle and turns his horse around. And he like looks, but the sun's kind of hitting him at this point. Birch Hobbs, the worst deputy I've ever met in my life. Is that you? Never. Don't you go spurting off your mouth. I got a gun on me, kid. I'm healed and well there, deputy, and I think I'm a little quicker than you. And uh, I'm picturing these kids are like 19, uh, yeah. and I'm I'm 24, yeah. 25. Okay. They're like full of like spit and yeah, vinegar. Yeah, the, the the older one. So it's that, that was Archie, right? That you were talking to. Okay, so because we're twins. Yeah, Archie's Archie's the older one. Okay, brother. I think uh, Jeb's younger, but he's like the more mature one, actually. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And he's, hey, sheriff, hey, deputy, what uh, brings you out to these wilds? Uh, um, Jebediah. Imagine Jebediah. It's the same reason you're out here. You're looking for Mister Litlow's horses. Well, we got a couple of them right here. Now, see, I thought. I thought, Jebby, you might be out here helping your, your dumbass of a brother hunt down his missing <laughs> luck. You know he broke that mirror of your mother's, right? Yeah. He with tell you about ugly, that? With his ugly face. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Because I, I know I got all the <laughs> oh, looks no, in the w- wiki family. Archie over here, not so lucky. <laughs> and then I get dead serious after laughing at that and go, but actually, the, the mirror in your front hall, the one he stumbled into drunk, he buried all the shards of that, right? Under the moonlight? Birch focus. <laughs> I sorry, think you got sorry. most of them. Most isn't good enough, Archie. Birch. And I like look over at him. Sorry. Sorry, Sheriff. <laughs> I'm just going to get all of my weird folklore out of my system on this. I love this. Yeah, it's the perfect uh, like venting for all that. So yeah, what do you what do you want to ask these guys? Where did you find them horses? <sighs> well, we found one, one on the Eastern Ridge up there. We found the other one down in like a little hillock over there with a, one of the streams. It's just having a nice drink. Uh Found these two other ones cavorting up on on the, the edge of the the other ridge on the west there, and they're all they're all spread all over this this countryside. So we're gonna be chasing these these fillies down for the till hell freezes over. Now you saying they're scattered? As far as I can tell, they're all, they're scattered all over the countryside. Hmm, bit strange to someone trying to steal horses, no? I mean, if I, letting them run loose. If me and my brother stole horses, they wouldn't be free ranging now, would they? No, you you boys wouldn't do it, I You two are smart enough for that, at least. Do they have a history? No, no, no. But they're just saying, like, they... they, No, they're good kids. It's their opinion that, like, something weird is here. Like, these these horses weren't stolen, is what they're trying to say. I'm going to take... I'm off my horse, and I'm going to, like, walk, like, arm over the shoulder and, like, walk Jebby away. Because I know the sheriff will have a better effect on Archie. He's a a piece of shit. And I'm going to ask Jebby... Two weird questions. Uh, now, don't uh, you have a hold still? I do, but those are for the entire mystery. So I have hold three on some 
overarching specifics. It's like once we know a bit more, I can say like, I can ask Eric directly, like we know this has nothing to do with somebody trying to get back at him for money owed. And he, he would have to answer, but this will let me kind of get threads to connect. I'm essentially the, the, the thumbtacks on a murder board and Eric has to provide me the string depending on my role. It's why I picked the flake. I think it is like the coolest thing to be this yeah. nut bar who's just like got all this stupid occult knowledge. I'm going to pull him aside and be like, Jeb, uh, I can't ask your brother these things. You know how his imagination gets, but uh, Thurston, Thurston's saying some crazy shit. If you'll pardon my language. Thurston is D-U-M dumb. You're missing a beat, boy. He is, in fact, that. But I, I have to say, he did mention... I don't want to lend credence to any weirdness he's saying. God bless him. Hope he's well. But this was a, a hard story to believe. But he mentioned a giant flaming horse. And now, <laughs> grain of salt, grain of salt. There were a couple whiskey bottles in the fire. I just, we did notice there was some unusual scorching on the grass and on the fences of, uh, the, of the corral. So I just. I mean, we just put that corral up earlier this summer. I don't know. There's been no fires. No fires. No fires, no lightning. And so we thought it was unusual as well. So my question is, while you and your brother tracking these horses, clearly doing well at it, did you notice anything? Any any strange... The scorch marks are my main concern, because if these bandits that clearly are the ones who took this horse... Birch, Birch, Birch. These horses, sorry. You know the reputation of my paw, right? I'm well aware. There is no better hunter or tracker in the dale than my pa, right? It's true. It's true. You you think he taught he taught his boys well? Because I'll tell you, he taught his boys well. I know he did. That's why we got four of these fillies right here. And I'll tell you, there was. And that's I, why I pulled you aside. To I ask. did not see a sign of anything like that. All all I saw was hoof prints. Which they they crushed that ridge. They started to disperse shortly after that, and they're, they're all over the dale at this point. And then they so, scatter. I mean, me and Archie got a heck of a job ahead of us, but... After they scattered, and I don't want you to take this as me taking Thurston's word over anybody else's, it's just, I gotta ask, and I tap the, like, the metal on my jacket, the little, like, triangle I imagine the deputy has. I don't want to, I just gotta follow every lead, and Thurston gave me a hell of a lead. Roll my eyes, kind of sarcastically. Um... Any overly large, maybe unshoed hoof prints? You know, uh, we didn't take that hard of a look. Uh, we didn't take a close look at the start. We've only been looking in the wilderness since then. So, I mean, once we get back to the ranch, I'll have more of a look around. Maybe we can find some more information out for you there. But I haven't seen anything strange out here. That happy to hear it. Honestly, anything you can tell me that contradicts what Thurston saw might help me help him sleep at night. He seemed pretty shook up he's about a, all this. And so I want to He's a nervous fellow needs. to begin with, though. You know Thurston. Well aware. I'm well aware. He is... Uh, Especially when you get a couple of drinks. He's in the cell almost as much as me. But, I mean, <laughs> me and my brother, we didn't see much. We were sleeping in the, the hayloft all night. We we got to sleep indoors that night. He, Thurston drew the short straw for watch that night, so we got a good sleep, and we got woken up by Litlow screaming and hollering. We packed up our horses and just took off over the ridge to see what we could find. Mm, that sounds right. That seems that seems to line up with the logical proceeding of events. Did uh, you didn't see Miss Alva at all throughout the night, though? Did you? She didn't wake up before her husband. Or I didn't like see Miss Alva before we took off. I saw Litlow in his nightgown. I'll tell you that that man's legs are paler than what a sight. The moon. <laughs> 
Uh, I hear he keeps one of them hands in a glove with Vaseline in it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not here to cast aspersions, but man, speaking with your boss this morning was uh, a displeasure. Ah, you know, Birch, between you and me, me and Archie have uh, saved up a sizable sum and, you know, you're a pretty uh, dependable guy. So if you ever want to give up life as a deputy, we... We, our paw found this cave out in the fringe. It's full, full, chock full of guano. And we, you know, we can make a fortune hauling that out and selling it as a fertilizer. So we can set up camp and I know, I know we could use a man of your caliber. I got to tell you, Jim, the offer is, is nice, but I'm already full of shit and I don't think I need any more, but I will keep that in my back pocket. Boy, are you out there making love to each other? What the hell are you doing? Get your ass back in here. Yeah, Sheriff. Sorry. Uh, let's uh, let's pause this conversation. We'll jump to Taylor and Archie for a bit. Sorry. We so can come back. Just to get Archie's character, he's kind of the... Archie's older and more wild. And he, he very recently, like, the younger brother is pretty much like a teetotaler, like a straight edge. And the older brother, he's a drunk. Like, he's he's young, so he's hiding it well. But, like, he broke his mother's finest mirror and was worried about the superstitions around it. And he came to me about it. And that's why I'm like recently very like well acquainted with these kids. I love how quickly you have made a backstory for these two brothers. I, this is what I do, dude. Yeah, It's fantastic. Sorry. You say he's, you said he's a drunk. No. Yeah, you did. No, he's, he's not a drunk, but like he's young. He's not old enough to be drinking, but he's coming home drunk, broke a mirror kind of thing. Like he's a, he's a teen. So as they, totter off i'm just gonna at first just kind of sit back and just old man stare at the poor boy make him kind of squirm and on his is he on a horse is he standing uh, he's still on his his horse and he like he's his dad's a hard ass and he's just like not even phased by you looking at him he's just like like whatever sheriff do you need a, a hand or something boy you ever asked to give a man a hand you better be ready to do all kinds of things he gets lonely out here in the night <laughs> Don't you be offering things you can't follow up with. You're a dirty old man, Sheriff. You're damn straight. I don't get no Miss Alva crawling into bed with me. <laughs> well, that's a poor sap over there talking to your brother. He don't do nothing. Barely brew coffee in the morning. <laughs> you tell me how far out you and your brother got with his horse chasing. Uh, how far do horses travel in a day? Like, holy shit. Um, I am picturing that they can go probably, I would picture like 20 miles an hour for a couple hours, but they're not going to like run themselves into a lather well, without a rider. And most so people probably can like, travel they can what, probably like go, 20 if they're continuously walking. And I think that's from like yeah. early after sun up to sundown. So I imagine a horse can do a comfortable 30 to 40 at a, at so, like a comfortable yeah, pace. Yeah, but they... Google says about 20 miles in a day. So let's, let's, they got about, they started finding horses around like 15, around 20. like seven or eight miles out. So like, like when he answers that, he's, he's making it clear that it's not like, it's not like they were, the horses were forced marched out. It's like that after a period, they've started dispersing and disappearing into the wilderness. That's, that's, that's his answer. It's like about seven miles out, uh, was Eastern Ridge where we first found our first one. We've been chasing around All as right. best we can ever since. All right. Now, they seem overly spooked or anything, unnaturally so, you, maybe. Now that you mention it, I mean, they a couple of them took a bit of doing to sneak up on and capture. Uh, a couple other ones did evade us, and they're, these are 
like me and my brother have been training these horses pretty well. So you know what, Sheriff? I think you you figured something out there. They were a bit spooked. Yeah. Mm, you're saying like naturally, so like more so than I would I would say on a normal day. Now you notice any funny marks on them and any injuries or oh, they're in any any burns of them, any kind. Who burn a horse there, Sheriff? Uh, nothing of that sort. Nothing. Nah, all right. Uh, any weird smells? Every rancher brands their horses. <laughs> Archie's an idiot. Not in, not in the sense that you guys are talking about, though. They're not burned. Uh, they're, no, they're... I know, I'm just giving... <laughs> yeah, there's no marks or anything like that. I, I asked about smells. No, smells, like, no, sorry. No weird know. smells. No weird smells. No. They smell like horses. They smell sulfur. No sulfur, what? <laughs> no. Any cold spots? You know, is anything else unusual on your way out here? Can't, can't say that I do. They're... Nah. We travel these, this area quite a bit for, you know, hunting and ranching. Like, Litlow has a lot of his cattle out in these parts, too, uh, grazing, but we know it pretty well. When you see any of the cattle? Our, yeah, our cattle are, are fenced over in a, a small valley on the other side of the ranch right now. We've got some good grazing over there. Oh. And we spoke to Fool Thurston on our way in. Yeah. He's talking about giant flaming horses and such. A flaming horse? I've never heard something that crazy before in my life. Giant flaming horse. And neither of that. You ain't seen any overly loud hoof prints or nothing, have you? You know, Sheriff, I, maybe I maybe I did earlier in the day. Maybe. Now, which direction did that hoof print headed? Same one where we're we on now? Or? Well, I, I think I saw it at the top of the ridge when we were leaving. I took a quick, uh, quick stop there and took a peek at the tracks, and yeah, I saw a, a very large hoof print. Yeah. How big? Tell me. Is it hand size? Two hands? Damn near two hands, I think. To be honest, it's the largest. That's why I stopped and looked at it for a second. I've never seen one that large. Ah, there's a monster horse. And I'll, I'll tell you, these fillies, they're, they're young. They're, none of them would have a hoof that large. Gee, Sheriff, what was it? Hell, boy, if I knew that, would I be out here? Yeah, speaking of, it's getting pretty late in the day. Should we be heading back to the ranch now? I'm sure you could... Pull up in the loft with us. Now, nah, that's a kindness for my pull back. I just got one more question for you. What what woke you up this morning? Uh, Marcus Litlow was firing off his gun and hooping and hollering about someone stealing his horses. Got me out of the loft pretty quick. Firing off his gun, eh? Just trying to wake me and my brother up. I think we're, after, you know, a good night's sleep, so we're a bit hard to rouse sometimes. You know how it is, Sheriff. All right. You, you didn't hear anything before Mr. Litlow's popping off? Not. Not a word, not a spec. I'm I'm heavy sleeper though. You know, I've got a few nights in your your office there. That's your head, Archie. That's Once I'm sawing those logs, uh, takes a oaks of God to wake me. Damn near put a fight up with me. All right, let's get y'all back to the ranch now. Okay. And so he calls out yeah, over to me. You guys are called out. Okay. over here. I think they'll like while they're rounding up the horses. We're gonna ride a little bit ahead of them so we can talk privately. I'm gonna be like, uh, Jebby says that there's nothing. Out of the ordinary, aside from this disorganized sort of heist that went on, no, uh, no scorch marks, nah. no, uh, no giant hoof prints, anything on your. No, nah, that's that's mighty strange. Seeing as you like talk about Mister Jebediah there, Paul, and such. Archie saying he saw a big old hoof print on top of the eastern ridge, and that them horses they was rustling, they spooked to all hell. They they were saying they've been raising them, they couldn't. Catch two nothings between them. I'll have to talk to RG once we get back to back to the yeah, ranch. See if there's anything. Do that, you youngest. Speak a whole different language. <laughs> Perhaps this horse yeeted this other horse <laughs> onto TikTok, onto Clip Clop. 
<laughs> yeah, boy, I don't know what just came out of your mouth, but I'm going to smack you upside the head. <laughs> Sorry, it's the old rituals coming through. All right, we're going to get ourselves back now. Let's get on back. I, I don't know. What do you think, Taylor? Should I talk to Archie on the way back? Um, well, I can still get him alone more easily or talk to him over like a drink. I, what do you, I don't think you actually... What are you hoping to get out of the conversation with Archie? I was going to say, I don't think you're actually going to get much more... I just, Want to corroborate? I feel like I've become a lie detector, and I, I I'm not a, I'm not opposed to that role. But do we? Did you get the sense, Taylor, that he was telling mm. the truth? I don't think he would lie to That's me. Yeah, I'll just tell I, you I think now. He was, he's they, they both of them are on the up and up. What you get sense from both of them, that, and truthfully, is that they they don't have a sign of this huge horse except except back at the ranch, and it doesn't seem like someone has been hurt. Like after a certain point nothing was driving these horses so they kind of just dispersed the wind okay that's what that's what you get there's nothing else to get these, these yeah that makes sense um yeah. then i will say to the sheriff to kind of put a bow on their uh their little plot line i'll say uh it's also worth noting uh probably totally unrelated but the boy's father aote uh found it's it's a h o t e it's uh hopi for uh for wandering one or restless one i sent it in the group chat too oh a H O T E A O T. I spelt it however the hell. He's alive. Yeah, he's, you just said he helped them find the Guano Cave. Yeah, but like he could have died like a year ago or something. No, I think he's, I think he's still alive. Cool. I picture he's like traveling while they're working, and the mother's like keeping the home, and then they all come back every once in a while, and it's rowdy in town when all three of them are there. Oh, I like that. Because um, yeah. uh, like they're they're they get along well with their dad, but he's like he's a stern like teacher of hunting and things like that as he comes back and he's he's you know what he he, he's your classic native strict and very few words and if you disobey him he's gonna look at you and be like yeah i'm picturing he's he's like he's like everybody's stern dad but once they like when they're all three of them on the same page it's a riot Mm -hmm. but uh aote um but jeb jeb mentioned that aote and uh and the boys they found a, a cave full of guano now, what interest do you have in bat shit? Uh, I was unclear on why they wanted it, but they've offered me a, a stake if I wanted to help them shovel it out. I think, I imagine it's some sort of fuel. You can go shovel the horse shit back at the office. It's, can you be used for like um, like fertilizer or, or even explosives? Like it's an ingredient. Or explosives. It's an ingredient. I think I would know that then. Yeah. If so it was a mining a- tool? Yeah, I mean, like there are guano, guano mines around. There'd be a couple, if not more, in the Deathsdale area. All right, I'll take that again then. I forget what movie I'm stealing that from. There's a, it's definitely in a Western movie. I've seen it before. I feel like they mentioned guano a bunch in 310 to Yuma. It's one of like the guy's whole industry. It things. is 310 to Yuma. Yeah. yeah. What a phenomenal flick. But, um, I'll yeah. see, I'll take that again. Uh, Aote and the boys found a cave of bat guano little ways away and they might be looking to leave the ranch sometime soon to make an industry of those explosives you can make out of that maybe start some sort of mining concern and so if this pans out to not be any sort of supernatural happenings uh i'm not suspicious of the boys but if they were looking for an easy out this is a time for an easy out no need for ranch hands when you got no ranch filled with anything it's a different kind of shit to shovel always is sir and we get so, back to the ranch okay so it's getting it's it's night now. Like you guys have been out too long, so it's it's the sun is set on the far side of the ranch. As you are approaching the eastern ridge, you crest and you can see the entire ranch, and the barn is on fire, completely engulfed. And Archie says, 
Now where am I going to sleep? 